Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Omnibuses have a tendency to be larger, like an oversized. Okay. Not hard and fast, but typically, yeah, there's caveats all around it. So you have collections, and what's a collection? It's more than one single issue. Beyond that, nothing else is certain. So cool. That's, uh, speaking that's of hard shitty. and fast, uh, yeah. welcome to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. Uh, we are continuing our month of uh, sci-fi books. Is that what we're, we're calling the sci-fi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sci-fi books. Sure uh, we are that. doing. Uh, sorry, what? Yes. I said let's go with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we are doing Far Sector, part of the Young Animals line, which is curated by the former lead singer of my. Romance Gerard Way. Didn't they have a comeback? Yeah, they. I mean, they're touring now, like big epic places. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I have, they don't have new music out, to my knowledge. So I don't know if you call that a comeback yet. Do I you feel, need new? There's no money in albums anymore. I know, but I feel like you have to have a like for you to be back and not basically just a a uh, nostalgia band for your own previous work. I feel like you need to have new music out. But uh, even if no one will listen to it, well. I mean, Kiss has been doing that for years. Right. Um, anyway, we have our standard <laughs> uh, group with us today. Uh, we have Adam, we have Lena, we have Todd, we have me, I am Brian. Hey, how are you? Hello. Hello. Uh, so Hi. this book is um, about a Green Lantern who is called into a interesting community of uh, three species who have uh, intermixed after they basically fucked up their own planet um, and have essentially created a sort of a, a trifecta oligarchy to a certain extent um, and they have basically banished or bred out or deprogrammed emotion from everyone so this Green Lantern is the only person who has emotions. Sanctioned. Not, uh-huh. Sanctioned, yes. Sanctioned emotions. Sanctioned emotions not aided by illegal uh, drugs to uh, make emotions happen and a murder occurs. Uh, the first murder in probably many years at least that they know of and so she has to uh, basically solve a crime with uh, an entire what they say 20 billion suspects yeah uh, so and she's all by herself because she's very far away very very far away yeah so anyway mr adam what is our cocktail for this week uh so of course i had to go with this because it's almost like the movie it's called the equilibrium you're going to take an ice filled shaker add one and a half ounce of gin a half ounce of rose water a half ounce of lime juice a half ounce of ginger liqueur and three dashes of wildfire bitters basically just like chili bitters you are going to shake the shit out of it strain into an ice filled coupe glass and then garnish with rose petals Ooh, rose petals yeah fancy fancy very fancy I also okay. want to try these uh wildfire bitters now they're like habanero yeah, bitters I have such liquid spicy hot sounds challenging <laughs> Well, you use that, I mean, because bitters, you don't use a ton. It's like, you know, a dash is a good chug, but it's like, I think it would just do a good job of imparting flavor and a hint of spiciness. Because I've done like those uh, jalapeno apple hard ciders, and I didn't like those. Like just the after, the weird, it had a weird jalapeno aftertaste that I wasn't a big fan of, so. Sure. Uh, cool. Well, um, Lena, what is your drinking game rule for this week? Quotes. 
So um, at the start of every issue within the volume, you'll see, if you read carefully, mm-hmm. some really interesting mm-hmm. quotes from some jazz singers and other people in history. And I always thought it was really interesting. Um, I didn't read any of those other in-between pieces, but I did really love the, the quotes. So when you see those, take a drink. The other in-between pieces are a nice, uh, in case you missed it, this is what's been going on uh, for a lot of these was was where a lot of that was and if they didn't have the sort of like um, like sort of the, the green blurb you know thing basically the main character would sort of explain to you what was going on in the midst of things at the very beginning unless it's the last issue well I guess there's that too uh, so Mr. Adam what is your drinking game rule uh, mine is called batteries not included every time they mention the fact that her ring does not require a battery or that it slowly drains down and recharges over time okay Mr. Todd mine's somewhat related to that it's we're doing it old school every time she chooses not to use her ring to do a thing because it's recharging you need to go take a drink okay and i have another one after you do yours Okay, uh, mine is called I Can Has Cheeseburger. Uh, every time they mention a meme in this book, uh, take a drink, very small sips. That was yeah. almost uh, mine. I, that's why I had my backup yeah. one. I'd forgotten about that one. <laughs> I even was going to name it. The other I one was going to name broke. it. Oh, good. No, no, go ahead. You're finished your thought. No, I was, saying, I was actually going to name it I Can Has Cheeseburger, too. I mean, so. there is no other reason, especially since there is a character called I Can Has, like 101 or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. The other one I'd have is um, this slang won't age well <laughs> every now and then when they use a term that seems to be a rather too um in the moment that you're like is anyone going to know what this means she does this about every other issue in five years take a drink i mean here's the thing there are some of those in there that i think like Leroy jenkins reference there are some that have stood the, t- stood the test funny. of time a right. little bit so i think that that fits into this book better than i've seen other books do it Sure, it's just, it's a tricky thing to do. Yeah. Well, and I think Leroy Jenkins, I think that's probably not going to stand the test of time unless you're actually a gamer, because it kind of follows that that group of people. Like, if I went to some random person on the street and said Leroy Jenkins, even if they know memes, they're not going to know what that means. No, you have to say it in the, the, the you know, the style. You have to go the... I just didn't want to do it. I was not trying to make you do it. <laughs> I figured as much. I figured as much. So I was reading this book and I was getting a little confused. And so I wanted to know what Lena's thoughts were on this book. <laughs> that was almost going to be my drinking game, too. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. Can we all guess Lena's thoughts on this book before she says it? Let's see. Can, can you? Like- because so I read it and Sasquatch asked me um, what I thought. He goes, Did you finish reading? And I was like, Yes. And he goes, And? And I was like, It's a weird book. And I didn't say more than that because I, I was very confused through most of this, um, as would be expected. I So here's the thing. I don't think it was bad. The art is gorgeous, I think. I think the colors and everything was, were amazing. Um, the, the characters, everything, were, like they just looked beautiful. Like it all just looked beautiful. Um, which is the one thing that that I think definitely kept me really interested in this. Um, there was too much reliance on the like. It, it honestly, it felt a little bit like that part in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, where it's like all the um, the two races that want to like kill each other, but they don't really want to kill each other. It's only one that wants to kill the other. Anyway. 
it was just it was just too much and then trying to figure out the terminology that they were using when they were talking about the dark web and like all those pieces yeah (laughs) and the fact that like the the um oh god what did they call the the drug that you have to take that you can then feel emotion uh switch off yeah switch off so like it was just it was there were just so many things happening and then the guy that she slept with who was one Mm -hmm. of the like council council members or whatever and like it was just i I was like okay so you know he's gonna be an ass you know that he's gonna because she even foreshadows it when they first start talking that she's like he's gonna be trouble like so you already are expecting him to be this dipshit that he essentially ends up becoming and it was just like but then everything that happened at the end tell me if this makes sense and i totally or if i'm totally off base here the premise of this whole thing was that these two planets that had three different races mm-hmm. and or species or whatever ended up wanting to basically kill each other and then they took away they ended up putting this like emotional block on everyone so that they don't feel anything so they don't fight and kill each other anymore right yeah that sounds yeah, right. okay mm-hmm. so then go generations later where they're at now and people are now taking a drug that lets them feel those emotions when they want to and one of the council members whatever the fuck his name was with the dreads um who uh was the baddie the entire time i guess he is making money off of the sale of that drug so he doesn't want people to feel emotion he doesn't want that that blocker to come off of everyone because then he'd stop making money right because supply and demand right so there'd be yeah. too much supply sure okay all right that's part or, of or, or there would be no demand the demand there would go away be yeah. Demand. yeah the demand would go well, away they, so he would, would, as they talked about in this this uh, it was operating on a meme economy yes which one could argue we might be operating on now as well but. well i think we already are right. but so, okay <laughs> so apparently i did kind of understand the premise but it was all the in-between things that i was like okay this is this is just a lot and it just doesn't like I don't know. It was just, it was confusing because then they talk, like she kept talking about her only getting the ring for a year, but you didn't know until at least maybe I missed it. Cause I was confused through most of this. Um, go fucking figure. And, and um, until the end, you didn't know how long she had had the ring and maybe I missed it. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and then it talked about, it was charged that her ring is charged up by a certain something, but I didn't really understand what that something was. It sounded like fear, but then that didn't make sense. I don't know. Anyway. So I was just confused through most of this and I understand the, the plot apparently, but beyond that, the most I really got out of this was it was pretty. Okay. Uh... <laughs> 
I know I there's was, a commentary on our society in this, but yeah, like, sure. I um thinly veiled, thinly veiled, yeah, extremely yeah. thinly veiled. But I just like I know that there's the like I understood all of those pieces, but it was just that I was just like, okay, I don't. I I felt like some of those some of these pieces felt like they were hitting you upside the head with a four by four with a two by four with with their point, and it was like, okay, I, I get it. I understand. Um, eh. We've read other books that I think do commentary like that much better than this one did, at least yeah. from my perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm mostly there with you. I liked the, actually the writing. I thought it, the way it flowed was very interesting. I did get a little confused, and I realized I was a little more confused than I thought when it said, she starts revealing something, and then it says, see issue eight. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? What did that happen? <laughs> and I, so there's little parts that I missed here and there. I, I think a part of it was, too, though, is that... There was a certain amount of confusion for me based on the names of who was what. Mm. And so when they described that, that's where I think I got lost a little bit. Also, like, I read a little bit and then I sat down and I read a little bit and I sat it down. This was not a book that I think probably would have done well waiting a month in between each issue. I'm sure it would have been either difficult to follow or you had to go back and reread everything to figure it all out. Todd looks not totally believing me. So what are your thoughts? No, no, no. Keep going. That's what I got. Okay. That, that's my full review so far. All right. Well, so like Brian, I read this a little bit, put it down. I probably read about two issues at a time. Yeah. It's a 12 issue series. What I do want to say for the art being amazing and it's one artist. So you had one writer, one artist on 12 issues and a modern big two book. That is unheard of. Yes. Well, and also, like, you look at the art, there is no way that anyone else could have been the colorist on this. Like, just with the way his art works. It was awesome. He had to color it himself. And actually, in the special features in the back, it actually has some cool, like, color uh -huh. scales of, like, the... Yeah. Like, a few of the characters at different times of day, and, like, the lighting looks was very cool. Right. By all means. So Jamal Campbell hit the whole thing out of the park, and especially on what was translucent, what was solid. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Being the colorist is probably the better shorthand at the end of the day. Yeah. But the art was incredible. You've got this main character of Joe, a uh, who grew up in Brooklyn, a uh, former cop that basically... Uh, and former military. Military cop yeah. who uh, had yet to build the cojones to speak up when seeing something wrong. And so what this really was is she went to a place separated from everything that she had seen as a uh, baggage that she was foreign to. And she could give a fresh perspective and start. And at the end of the day, it's... So she realizes all behaviors are basically the same. Okay. So even with a here is these are the behaviors I'm used to seeing. And what I again enjoyed about this book so much is as the fish out of water and learning things is she's a great fish out of water because like what's going on? She doesn't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. The three different species I had a kick with. One was uh, I'm going to say meat based. Oh yeah. One was <laughs> plant based, and then the other was. Um, Digital. artificial digital yeah. based they all things and they were all um hungry for each other in its own ways and the fact that none of them felt emotion and yet everyone seemed to be cheating the system when they could yeah was the really interesting concept to it all the um the art direction again was amazing the the story was fun and as it is very thinly veiled though is you have this person who's been asked to come in as these like you are the absolute outsider and not only is you're the lone lantern with no lantern support yeah 
is you've got a unique ring that others aren't so familiar with. They've heard of lanterns, but they don't know about your ring, the ability to self-charge. And again, so she's in the minority and she's sanctioned for feelings and she's navigating. So she's being the example of how things can be okay. So we have a little bit of Xavier school going on right here. Mm Because the whole thing with Xavier school was, yes, we are all mutants, but let's be the examples for others to not be afraid of us. And she was that. So with the um, author, it's a Hugo Award winning author of N.K. Jemison. I haven't read the Broken Earth trilogy or any of those books. Yeah, I'm kind of interested now, actually. But she's uh, been around for a while, written a bunch, and she's run all the won all the awards that matter for her mm-hmm. genre. Yeah. So you could tell she had a full story start to finish here. The pacing was well done, I felt. Yeah. The um, It didn't feel like there was too much filler going on. Um, I had a lot of fun with this. She had that AI assistant that was here. This main character was fallible, but when she got knocked down, she went back in it again and she um always fought her temper Mm -hmm. you can tell she had a temper she was fighting with and again at the end of the day she's like we can be better just by you know get back up and let's try again i really enjoyed this book at the end of the day it's um one of the best things about science fiction is if you change the setting you can talk about subjects that are too hot topic otherwise that's mean the basis of star trek right and for a ton of science fiction it's like oh instead of saying it's a race thing or something to that effect let's make them aliens or you make it differently and then you can talk about the different philosophies and viewpoints and say, oh, that doesn't seem so kosher. And then you go, huh, maybe I need to rethink myself. And so this hits every science fiction trope you can think of. It exists in the DC universe. Um, It pulled on the lantern stuff a little bit. But besides that, it was just on its own. But it was great. A lot of the times the challenges with DC books is they've got like everything's connected for good and bad. Um, Typically, I'm not a fan of the connected universe because Mm -hmm. they end up putting something you want or need to know somewhere else and you're like damn it why why'd you do that because we wanted to buy the other thing and i'm like screw yourself man (laughs) so i really enjoyed that with here so yeah the character was spunky got the job done and knew she was out of her depth and just kept going at it anyways cool yeah yeah mr adam what are your thoughts i mean you all pretty much took everything i was gonna say um but as I recall, she is bisexual, isn't she? Because I believe she had like the relationship with like the one, the one. Are you like, talking about digital... the character, Joe? Yeah. yeah, I think the character is. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, theoretically, potentially pansexual because she didn't have a xenosexual. It's whatever. Remember. It's whatever Lando is because after Solo, they came out and said that he's like alien sexual or. <laughs> Whatever right. I mean, if you're xenophobic, <laughs> you hate other species. So if you're xenos, I don't know. All right. We well, have yeah, yeah. for a good time. <laughs> Maybe we can say omnisexual. Open. There we go. There you go. All right. Everything. That's a very DC term. We'll go with that. Yeah, let's go with that one. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's you guys already kind of covered some of the big big points. Uh, it does kind of hit you on the head as far as what this is about, like class wars and the have and have nots, racism. Uh, I did like the fact, though, that despite all this crazy stuff going around, it did still end up being somewhat of a person story for her as far as her character arc and that she always felt like she went through a whole life never doing the right thing and always having that moment you know where you're like oh i should stand up and do this but then you don't for whatever reason and then Mm -hmm. as she goes through this she learns that hey no i do you know she gets that chance to do it and i think todd you mentioned last episode you're like hey so you've seen the movie equilibrium uh and hence where my drinking game came from because this whole thing is about you know the fact of the matter is that no matter how you try to control society it's always going to rise up because sure you can set this 
up as like it's a paradise wherein you know you've you've evened out, you've you've taken away, we'll say, all like the the really highs and lows of emotions. So you still kind of feel things. I mean, they don't they're not sitting there like robots, but at the same time, they can't get angry. They really can't get. I mean, well, actually, no. The the rulers kind of got angry. Um, so maybe just to a certain level of anger or violence. But then, yeah, in the long run, money and power are always going to trump everything. And the moment you start doing that to fill your own goals, then the people who at first you might be exploiting are the ones who are going to rise up and say, "No, fuck you. We want this." You know. We're not right. going to do what you tell us kind of thing. <laughs> so a <clears throat> little bit of a raising the machine there for you, kids. Literally. <laughs> oh, there was a... Exactly. Yeah, there was a really good meme about someone saying, it's like, oh, I haven't listened to Rage Against the Machine since I was a teenager. And wow, look how political and to the left they are. I'm like, what? Did, did you not yeah. listen to it when you were a teenager? Let me like, introduce you to Tom Morello. My yeah, favorite right? about, thing about Tom Morello is that his mother is actually a liberal arts professor of some kind, or like she teaches politics and like her political leanings are even extreme for Tom Morello. He's like, I am the guitarist of a band called Rage Against the Machine. And sometimes my mom says some shit and I'm like, whoa, that's a little bit much which i think is very amusing you're like ah no no we 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 run up to the ledge and we peer over and you're just like 30 feet down by the time i get there so um, yeah you want to think a guy in a band called rage against machine is the rebel to his parents but he's actually probably tame compared to his parents which is being rebellious was going conservative (laughs) yeah kind of (laughs) (laughs) no basically he got all of his angst out in his songs but then his mom took all that all the lyrics to heart and so she went you know further oh, yeah. but so the, the fun thing with this though is i've never really been a green lantern fan uh i'm not really a dc i i'm mainly been a marvel i get the green the lantern core and everything else but it's like i'm using the power of my imagination like i'm on sesame street uh so it's never been my thing uh, we all saw the green lantern movie we don't we don't go there uh the best thing to come out of that was in deadpool 2 when he goes back and kills himself as green lantern so he doesn't make the movie um uh, mm-hmm. So I wasn't Remember sure. Green Lantern, about. there is a Fantastic Four. It's true. No, nah, well, I don't care. I don't like Fantastic Four either. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning me over on this argument. <laughs> There's no bonus here. Last Fine. I read Fantastic Green Lantern, you have a Thor. Thor <laughs> Dark World. Come on. Yeah, you're, you're still, still, you're still not winning rough. that argument. Although the I'm trailer for the, the new Thor rough. I think the second one's rougher. Yeah. No, the second one was awful. And Incredible oh, Hulk. Although the trailer for Love and Thunder is amazing. Uh, the Angley one? No, the... Uh, He's Ed talking Norton. about the one with Edward Norton. I actually kind of like that one. Disagree with me if you want. I like that one. Well, that one was... He was supposed to be an Avenger, but they were they hated working with him so much that they recasted him. <laughs> yeah, because Ed Norton's a dick. He thinks he like knows more about the movie-making process, and if he's in the movie, he should be editing and directing. Oh, yeah. God, he's such a fucking pain in the ass, I know. Has he, he has done anything movie. recently? I can't think of the last movie he was in. <laughs> I actually have yeah, no idea. I mean, he did the same thing in American History X, and he probably wasn't wrong. Well, so American History X, and they he, um, uh, learned the wrong lesson from that. Yeah, the director dropped out, so he got to edit it, and they gave him directorial credit for it. But right. did they really? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like it, I mean, it was, it was, it was going to be an Alan Smithy film, um, and it uh, it ended up being. It says that it's directed by Ed Norton. At least one of the versions of it says it's directed by Ed Norton. But uh, yeah. Oh, he did the French Dispatch. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, he was in that terrible Battle Angel movie. I really want... Is that the Alita one? That Yeah, I hate Robert that Rodriguez. I really, really wanted to like that, but I just... No. Robert Rodriguez also did Mandalorian Season 
too. He did. Oh, yeah, he was in. Uh, to be he's honest, with Wes you, it looks like Ed stuff. Norton. It, uh, he does a lot of Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. So okay. there's well. that's what Ed is up to. I mean, they convinced Natalie Portman to come back, but oh, he's going to be in Knives Out too. Oh, yeah. no. You know that's because Netflix has all the best stuff. Does that need to be? done like does that need to have a sequel it was a it's good getting movie. two sequels i'm oh, sure it's God. just going to be daniel craig doing another investigation right well and yeah. and what's his name the um the other one the black guy lackland right lackland is that his name Oh, is he in the other one? Lakeant, like I can't remember what his name. I know is. Who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I saw Knives Out. It was fine. I enjoyed it well enough. I liked but it, but it I liked it. It doesn't need to be a freaking series of movies. I mean, I like um, Ryan, uh, Ryan Johnson stuff, but I get it. Brothers Bloom was my favorite Ryan Johnson movie. Uh, what's the one? Brick is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, yep. really good. So Far Sector. Anyway, okay. Adam, did we completely derail you? Uh, kind of, but no, it's fine. I was trying to actually find a picture of Edward Norton because he turned 60 this year, so I wanted to see what it looks like. Oh. But when I, I Google searched Edward Norton 2022, and the first thing that came up was, is he dead or alive? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's going to look like a, uh, I'm going to say like a skinny, desiccated Mitch McConnell in his old age. No, that's that, that's that's mean to Edward Norton, even if you don't like him. That's, still mean. <laughs> that's true. They both have that turtle thing going on. Turtle, Am I not turtle. turtle enough for the turtle club? Turtle, yeah. turtle, turtle. That has like come up like multiple times in my life this week. Anyway. The imposter? Uh, huh? The, impo- the Dana Carvey imposter movie? Yeah, just oh, yeah. turtle line. Explain. I need to know detail. I need I, details. Well, oh, I can explain why. So, because we are in the process of buying a house, we're currently staying at my parents' house. Woo! They have this big, giant, we call it the poof, but it's like, it's not really a beanbag chair, but it kind of is. It's like this big, it's like a human-sized dog bed, really. Right. Um, and if you sit in it, like, you're sort of trapped with, like, your feet and your legs up off of the ground. So, like, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to get out. So you're trapped like a turtle on its back. And so the the line comes up fairly regularly in my current life right now. But (laughs) moving on. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Lena, what is your grade? I'm going to give this a B plus. Well, B plus, A minus, like right on the cusp there. Um, Mainly because I really, I loved the art. I loved um, the fact that Joe is a black woman and mm-hmm. uh, is a sh- and and it was not a character where the conversation about her. I mean, there was a a part where her race came into play when she was on Earth. Go fucking figure. Um, but the most of the premise of her story had nothing to do with her race, which I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the fact that she was this as we've dubbed her omnisexual woman and um yeah so beyond that but the art and the way everything was drawn is what really pushed it pushed it up for me so but i liked it it wasn't hard to get through sure do you feel the story stuck the landing No, I I mean, it was just kind of like, it felt the, I will say this much, the ending felt like, oh, we need to wrap it up. And I don't know, it just, it felt like a very movie ending to me. Okay, sure. Okay. 
Uh, I will probably jump onto that with Lena as well. I'm going to go with an A-. minus. Um, I think the art is beautiful. I think it was a, a fun read. Um, I feel like the murder mystery aspect of it wasn't the strongest murder mystery I've ever read. Um, so take that out of it, and like I, I really dug it. So like, that's the only thing I felt like was kind of a weakness to it. But uh, Mr. Todd, what is your grade? I give it a B plus. I mean, it was a murder mystery until it became a you know more layered event. Started out as a murder mystery of these unfeelings far away, but it um I really enjoyed it. It had it checked all the boxes, and the fact one of the things we did talk about her, she is a minority. Um. She, she's an earthling minority as well as a minority here in this far sector and though it might be mentioned or reflected upon it was not a um, sole point of identity so i really enjoyed that aspect of it i mean you had someone uh the note from her dad near the end of it was really sweet mm. So I really enjoyed that. So what you have here is a fully fleshed out individual with strengths and weaknesses. And there is a lot of attributes that this person has. But there was, if you would say, I mean, it was so easy. It could have been easy to say she's sassy, right? <laughs> and this person is not sassy. I mean, elements. But that's there is not a single um, adjective to give this person and say, oh, that's the character. They're sassy. Yeah, she's very like, layered. Oh, here's the gay one. Oh, here's the black one. And yeah, there was none of those things. And so what really pushes it is how well fleshed out. It's a brand new character for the series. And yeah, it felt grounded and she felt real. And I really appreciated that. Yeah, B plus. And I mean, I, I'm just going to throw into that too. I've read a fair amount of the DC Young Animals line, and this is this is one of my more favorite books in that line. Right. Uh, this and Mother Panic, I really love. Um, as much as I do love Doom Patrol, um, Mother Panic and this one are my favorite. Uh, Adam, what is your grade? I'm going to go with an A minus as well. So I, we were going to record earlier this week, and it was kind of coming up faster than I thought because I was going to pull a Todd and do like two issues a night for a couple days or three issues, whatever it was. And then it was like, oh shit, we're recording tomorrow. So <laughs> I kind of went through and I did do it all one night. And what I really did enjoy is that a lot of times with these, you know, it's a 12 issue book. So with the longer books, it kind of can be a slog sometimes to get through. And I looked up and I was like, oh, it's been an hour, hour and change, whatever it was. And I'm done. It didn't, it didn't have that feeling. It was really engrossing. It was, I, I was more tied to it because I love Equilibrium. It's one of my favorite movies. So it was kind of fun seeing that in a in a different light DC universe type thing with a lot of the similar tropes and, and some things I crossed over. Uh, I will say that the murder mystery is the is the least of it. But again, that's what these these stories go. You start out with one little mystery, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a string that goes this way and a string that goes this way, and suddenly you're Charlie Day with this whole thing on the background. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, look at this. Uh, but yeah, it was it, in the end. It also felt a bit predictable, and that just could be because we read so many comics we've all seen so many movies it wasn't that surprising how it ended up uh but sometimes it's not so much the journey the destination is the journey and it's a fun journey uh it made me want to go read more about this character maybe even possibly do some green lantern stuff which i as i said earlier i really don't give a shit about uh but no it was quite enjoyable the art was fantastic the political and socioeconomic stuff kind of does hit you over the head but for some people it might need that for them to get the point across so yeah go check it out cool uh next week we are going to be reading dune the graphic novel uh book one because book two is not currently out as our time of recording this um there is some other dune like sort of spin-offs of other stories or something like that that is not what we are currently reading uh which gets very confusing when you're trying to find this book um but uh yeah as far as i'm aware okay so i've been told about dune by todd many many times <laughs> 
I have never actually seen the original Dune. I have watched about 30 minutes of the new Dune, and not that what? I didn't like it. I, I just, I had to go do other things, unfortunately. Like, I, I was liking what I was watching so far. So I know next to nothing other than The Spice Must Flow. That's about all I know about this. Um, the Spice Must Flow and the worms like spiky assholes. Yeah. Okay, I, so, I, I, Brian, you have to watch the original. The 1980s. Okay. But, but you have to either be high or take acid beforehand. Well, yeah. just go into it realizing that the special effects aren't so special. But here's the best Some part of them it, though. are great. I mean... <laughs> They're boxes. They look like they came out of Minecraft in some of those <laughs> scenes. That was hand painted on each frame to pull that effect off. I know, and that it, it more power to because that movie came out in '84 or something yeah. like that, right? It's, so, I mean, more power to him. But Brian, you got to see it because it's Kyle MacLachlan uh-huh. and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, and um, oh, and Sting. Yeah, yeah. You okay. gotta watch it. It's yeah, it it's is, out there. It is it is special to say the least. Um, so you have to watch that one, and then you sh- you really should watch. Now keep in mind the original is the entirety of the story, mm-hmm. and of the, the new one. Well, yeah. but I'm just saying of the fr- of that you know they took yeah. the entirety of that that first story, and then the um the new one is only half of it. Yeah, there's so, a lot of liberties with the '84 one. I uh-huh. want to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. you want to get it. I know it's streaming places, but so we've all heard of Criterion, the kind of like the the art house type right special edition well, there's also a, a company called arrow and they do a lot of the sci-fi horror and um uh fantasy type things so for instance i got a uh there's a big special it's like, like almost 15 20 or whatever of donnie darko and it was like a box this big that had like interviews <laughs> and a it. book uh they also they just recently did mall rats i picked up the, uh, the arrow mall rats i think i actually sent you guys a picture of that um but they did one for dune i think it's on sale right now for like 20 bucks if uh, if you don't want to stream it but it's it's kind well, of cool it's it's on it should be on HBO Max. It is. Because the new the new one's on HBO Max, so yeah. the original's on HBO Max. Um, my sister had never seen the original, and um, my dad, and when we watched the new one, my dad and I were cracking up because he was like, wow, they did a really good job. With the exception of the sandworms, which were pretty much exactly the same, and very much um, Beetlejuice-esque. I was thinking, yeah, Beetlejuice. So, yeah, definitely, be- it's more Beetlejuice. When you see, when you see it brian you'll think beetlejuice um it's like yeah, should, and tremors should watch it. it it's really i really liked it i liked the new one so i'm excited for that. this i even have the i bought the audiobook to listen to the first novel so mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm excited but you should definitely watch it and cool. Timothée Chalamet is easy on the ice. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, there's less eating of peaches covered in cum in this one, too. So, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I know they, it's terrible. I love that movie That movie's so fantastic. Although oh, my I love, God. I love that movie. Although, Army Hammer should not have been the other guy. It should have been someone who didn't look 45. Because yeah. Yeah. Army Hammer's creepy as fuck as it is, let alone, like... And trust me, there's everyone's all get gets over their overboard with that one about the age differences and that. I'm like, hey, if you want to like lower the an age difference in consent, we can go forever about that. But if you want to talk about maybe making it so it wasn't quite as crazy and everyone flipped 
freaking freaking out, maybe not have someone who probably has great pubes. So, yeah. Okay. Leaving on the great pubes. Uh, so yeah. So next week we will be doing Dune, uh, the graphic novel. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us and, uh, we will see you all later. Bye. 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 What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs>